Blog Talk Radio. this thing came to fruition, uh, you know, I made a big deal that this stayed quiet, you know, and, and, you know, first of all, you know what I was doing, I was, um, you know, part of the rumors are things fly out of that building, and so I wanted to see, could I trust this building? Uh, 
reads, reads. Okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. If you would like to support the show, go ahead and go to patreon.com forward slash Niner Faithful Radio and see what kind of cool rewards we have for different uh, dollar amounts. We have one, five, ten, and twenty, something like that. Uh, different donations get you different type of benefits and all that. So go ahead and check out it out at patreon.com forward slash Niner Faithful Radio. Also, football season's here. We're, we're just finished up. Well, I guess technically tonight finishes up week two. But football season's here. So we're going to go ahead and remind everybody, if you would like to save on ticket purchases, go ahead and you go to seatgiant.com, all one word, and use the promo code Niner Faithful Radio, all one word, and save on all ticket purchases. That's theater, concert, uh, sporting events, whatever type of tickets they have on there, you can go ahead and save. And also, Radio AFS has advertising packages for as little as $25 a month. Go ahead and email me at NinerFaithfulRadio at gmail.com for details. All right. So we're going to go ahead and wait for Adam. But while we're waiting for Adam, I uh, forgot to do this this week or last week. So I'm going to go ahead and do two weeks, but we got this new cool segment that I worked really, really hard on. Like Literally, I go through every Niner game ever and see if um, what dates they were on. So this I put a lot of work into this. But um, So last week, September 10th, Niners lost to the Bears. 16 to 13 at Candlestick Park, but this is why I chose this one last week. O.J. Simpson. Yes, that O.J. Simpson. He played for the Niners. He's actually from Frisco. Uh, carried the ball 27 times for 108 yards and was our leading receiver with five catches and 56 yards and a TD. Steve DeBerg. So that's, that's a name for uh, – old-school Niner fans, completed 12 out of 32 passes for 122 yards, 112 yards for one touchdown to OJ and three interceptions. Pete McCauley, Coach Pete McCauley would last seven more games before he was fired, and we all know who was hired. Bill Walsh, for those who don't know. Uh, this date, or I should say, nine ten eighty four, Joe Montana outdueled Joe Theismann as the Niners beat the Redskins thirty seven to thirty one on Monday Night Football at the Stick. Joe ended up twenty four out of forty for three hundred and eighty one yards, two touchdowns with no picks. Dwight Clark had five catches for one hundred and five yards and one touchdown. And we all know how the, that season would be finished, being 18-1, and one, defeating the Dolphins, 38-16 to, to in Super Bowl 16. 9-10-89. I understand this might not be the most fun thing in the entire world, because normally you have, like, sound effects and highlights and this stuff, but um, I couldn't find any highlights in a lot of these games. So, uh, this one I really thought was really, really cool. Uh, 9 10 89. George Seifert made his coaching, head coaching debut in Indy, defeating the Colts 30 to 24. Jerry Rice and Roger Craig had huge days. Jerry had six catches for 163 yards and a touchdown, and Roger Craig ran 24 times for 131 yards and two touchdowns. So I thought those were pretty cool games to talk about. Uh, so 
this date and not in history. So this actual date, 917. 917.50, the Niners play the first game in the NFL. We didn't start in the NFL. So this would was our first game in the NFL 67 years ago. Yeah, 67 years ago. The Niners played their first game in the NFL, losing to the New York Yanks. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of tripped me out when I heard that too. Twenty-one to seventeen at Keysar Stadium. Frankie Albert was the Niners' quarterback that day. He went seven for seventeen for eighty-one yards and had one touchdown and one pick. Johnny Sturzalowski, I hope I'm saying that right was the Niners' leading rusher that day, carrying the ball 14 times for 99 yards. Hall of Famer Joe DeJet Perry added 53 yards rushing with one touchdown on 16 carries. Paul Sulato, I I hope I'm saying that right. Um, Now I just lost it. Paul Sulato, okay, yeah, was leading receiver catching three passes for 34 yards and a touchdown. Football was a lot different back then. You have a lot of huge passing days like they did nowadays. 9-17-1961, the Niners beat the Washington Redskins 35-3 to at Keysar Stadium. Niner legend John Brody was 16 of 22 for 237 yards, four touchdowns, and one pick. Tyad Monty Sickles had seven catches for 116 yards and two touchdowns. And Niner Hall of Famer R.C. Aliyup Owens added two catches for 31 yards. Uh, and this one for the last one till next week, 9-17-67, the Niners beat the Minnesota Vikings 27-21 at M- Metropolitan, there you go, I can say that for some reason. Metropolitan Stadium in Minneapolis, Minnesota. John Brody was 10 of 20, passing with 122 yards, 121 yards, zero touchdowns and a pick. Sonny Rago had three catches for 72 yards to lead all right receivers. Doug Cunningham led all rushers with seven carries for 76 yards and a touchdown. And Dave Hall of Famer Dave Wilcox got a pick that game also on the defensive side of the ball. Okay, I kind of anticipated. Let me go ahead and I went ahead and texted him again, so um, why don't we go ahead and take a little uh, song break while we go ahead and wait for Adam to uh, call in. You are listening to the Niner Faithful Radio, exclusively on Radio AFS. All right. And you know what? The longer it takes us to figure that out, the better we are. Bitch, I'm a niner from the earthquake country. I can make the earth shake. About to bring it back like the 89 earthquake. Throw a pass at me, I'ma catch it like Crabtree. Who got the cush, cause the smoker gotta have tree. And pass the joint, cause the player gotta have mo. I put a blunt down the middle like Franco. A quarterback don't bullet like Kaepernick. And take a poodle out the game like Alex Smith. Red and gold, that's the color of the realest. Staying on my toes, call me Patrick Willis. We back up in it. It's my team winning. I'm the comeback kid. All I need is one minute. We winning like the 80s in the Super Bowl City. Fit and take another ring home. Super Bowl City. Ain't nobody fucking with us. I got red and gold in my cup. The Wild West got the game turned up. Who got it better than us? 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 Who got it
But ain't none unfaithful with God's honor. Throwing TD, no pick. Break for 85 yards if he opted hella quick. New stadium, new ring, same team. Hard since keys are 49ers. We are hating on the city, but they can't hold clear. I fucked with court crap free and both win. Breaking records like we throwing vinyl. Staley Davis, you body the whole line go. That the Bartolo name is Super Bowl affiliated. Bowman and Willis, sit your frame and you gon' really hate it. We elated, not a fan. Is a fly man, do it like the 80s and move right by the Rams. Crush the Seahawks, real life, no weak talk. Go hard on the Cardinals, never take a weak talk. Ain't nobody fucking with us. I got red and gold in my cup. The Wild West got the game turned up. Who got it better than What you heard, I'm a baby from the 80s, I was born on the turf, I go back like Garrison Hurst and B. Young, diamonds on my fingers, so just call me Steve Young, like Justin Smith, I go hard on the defense line, let a hater hate, I'm still gon' rip my hip, come to kickoff, bet I'm gon' run it all the way home, yeah, I'm gon' red and gold, bloody, come and get it if you want it, yeah, we gon' set it off, do you like Whitner and rip your damn helmet off, I'm lucky number seven, cause your boy deliver, throwing bombs from the bay over the Mississippi River, they ain't messing with us, put the subs to the projects, do the Scott Steiner, kiss your bicep, uh, soon as we touch down, we gon' burst out, run through them like Gore, going for the first down. I got red and gold in my cup, the Wild West got the game turned up, who got it better than that? Who got it better than that? Shout out to um, I forgot so while we're waiting for Adam to go ahead and call in, I'd like to give a big shout out to uh, Mr. Brian Peacock, host of Lockdown 49ers, and also um, Mr. Uh, Nick Winkler, who appears as a guest on Lockdown 49ers. They went ahead and stopped by. Uh, Nick brought the pizza dip. That was it was good. And uh, you know, bought some Fireball and some brewskis. So that 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 was cool. And uh, you know, we just really appreciate y'all stopping by Empire Row and and, and saying hi, and uh, chopping it up with Niners football with me for a little bit. Really appreciate it. Y'all go check out. On YouTube, um, pretty sure everywhere you can find podcasts. But um, it's Locked On Forty Niners. I listen to it on YouTube. I just go to YouTube and talk, type in Locked On Forty Niners. It's part of the Locked On NFL Network, or well, Locked On Podcast Network, I think it is. Or basically, that's all. We need to really worry about it. Um. Also, it was dope seeing Mr. Santana, Jose Santana performing. That was uh, that was really 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 dope. Um, we got to I believe we were on TV. I believe it was on the Niners uh, pregame, the little concert, the, the little show he had when he premiered the the, the new Niners song, Brick. By brick, it's a uh, it's 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 fire. So um, definitely awesome being there for that. So uh, next opportunity, everybody, 
will have to come out to the row will be two weeks from yesterday. Or, sorry, three weeks from yesterday. Uh, we'll be out there for the Niners Cardinals game. And so I'll go ahead and be releasing information about that. Um, I'll be go ahead and release information about um, that when it becomes available. But um, man, I wonder what's taking Adam so long. Let me see. Very cool. When I have you calling in, in in a field, yeah, go ahead and call in. Twenty minutes ago, and it's seven minutes ago. Okay, well, uh, looks like I might have to be doing this show solo bolo. Um, that kind of sucks. I didn't have any uh, notes written because, yeah, normally me and Adam just kind of vibe out. So, well, I was actually going to really want to get into this, um, the snap count. They don't do it like they did where they just list everybody's snaps. So it's kind of like a little article, but... Black person, big shout out. He soldiered through yesterday and uh, getting it out for all 64 snaps on offense. That that that's pretty dope to go ahead and get it out like that. Matt Breda played just 26 snaps, and then Morris played 31. So Morris out snap Breda. Elijah Lee played 72 snaps. Exum, Anton Exum played six snaps at strong safety in place of injured Jaquaski Tart. Oh, okay. I thought it was talking about he's going to start. I was like, what? Jaquaski's off? So... Yeah, I'm just going to go... Had to see what I would do in the show solo mode. So, well, I mean, yesterday's game, in my opinion, it was, I, I can't be mad at, this football team has had so, so little wins the last few years that you can't be mad at a win, even if it's a very ugly win. Uh, Richard Sherman is clearly. I hadn't listened to the full press conference. I just listened to the highlight where he uh, talks about how, you know, yeah, it's a win, but it feels like a loss. He's clearly trying to win the stand- raise the standard of play for the team and to sit there and say, look, you know, this is not championship football. And so... You want a team that's never satisfied. You know, you want a team that realizes you can always get better. Because as they say, you're either getting better or worse. You never stay the same. So I very much want my football team to uh, always want to get better. I don't want my football team uh, getting worse. So let me let me try to call him or or something. We're gonna go ahead and take another break because I really wanted to get Adam's opinion on these things today. I was kind of throwing one off. Okay, let me see. Um, which one's longer? Two fifty nine. Okay, we'll do this one. Oh, we'll, we'll. 
nothing to us. We got Whitner in the box, and he looking to crush. Thank you so much 
Nick, for allowing me to write for Nothing But Niners, bro. Uh, really appreciate it. Thanks a ton. Um, we had such a blast. It, it, was, it was so dope. Just this whole weekend was, was really cool. Uh, meeting Hodge. Uh, Pedro, who, who came up with the uh, El Gato Nick name for um, Dante Pettis. Uh, who else I met? Scott. Um, just so many, so many people I met. Not only at, at Empire Row, but also at the meet and greet. Uh, if you live in the San Jose area. We do meet and greets at San Pedro Square Market in downtown, and it's really fun. It's just a bunch of people getting together, hanging out, you know, chopping it up niners, and just, you know, we'll have our different um, Samuel from the 951ers, or, well, I I said 951ers, but the the 951 Niner Empire. I believe is their official chapter. Oh, my arm hurts. Uh, your boy got in a fight this morning, so my arm hurts. Um, um, let me see. Who else do I got to give a shout-out to? Um, everybody I met from the, the Dallas-Fort Worth uh, chapter, that that that's definitely was cool seeing all y'all out there. Y'all definitely hold it down out there in Texas. Um, oh, the cutie. What was the cutie I met? She was cute. Um, I met her. She lives in Reno. Uh, what was her name? I totally forgot. Probably makes me seem like a horrible dude, huh? I totally forgot her name. But was it? No, it wasn't Melanie. Um, what was? Oh, man. oh, oh well, I forgot. But uh, she was awesome. I I have to next time I see her, hopefully I see her again. I think she said she's down here all the time. She might not be though. I don't know. Hopefully I'll see her again and I'll be able to ask her and be like, oh, I, I'm so sorry. I forgot your name. Love, what is it again? So I can remember and give her a proper shout out. But yeah, it was just so many people I met at the meet and greet and um, at the meet and greet and the um, Empire Row yesterday it was just it was a blast. It was fun. So uh, we're about twenty minutes in. I don't think Adam's gonna call. Let's go ahead and kick it back one more. Um, song. See if Adam will, will slide through. And if not, we'll go ahead and end the show because I wasn't really prepared to do the show solo. So I was just uh, prepared to do it with Adam. So I don't want to pour people with my blabbing. Uh, we'll, we'll go this one. So one more commercial break, and if not, we'll go ahead and nobody – one more commercial break, and if that doesn't happen and nobody calls in, we'll go ahead and end the show. So here we go. What is your profession?
I got Yeah Okay so Kim Thank you Kim just saved this show Because she gave me something to talk about Six sacks So That's obviously Not acceptable Um, I know that my person was clearly not 100% yesterday. I know Mike McGlinchey was playing in his second game. But that's not acceptable. Now, of course, Jimmy Duke came out and said the offensive line played great. Well, of course he's going to come out and say that. He's a quarterback. He has to say that. He can't be like, oh, they were terrible. And Yeah, no, he can't come out and say it. Now, also... Jimmy G. Cool needs to get rid of the ball quicker. And Ted Robinson and Tim Ryan were talking about on the radio broadcast yesterday, or it might have been the post game, on that how um, um oh Adam said you just got this. Uh Uh, hold on. It's good. Go. Uh, All right. Um, I should be calling relatively shortly. I know I said that, and then we'll go ahead and we'll have about fifteen minutes to chop it up. But uh, yeah. Um, so clearly it's an issue. I mean, Jimmy G. Cool clearly doesn't need, it's not playing up to the standards he was last year. And I think that has a little bit to do with defenses adjusting to him and, and, you know, maybe some balls that he got away with throwing last year, getting picked this year, things like that. But I yet still haven't seen a – I still haven't seen anything to say that he's not a franchise quarterback going forward. It's clear that need we help. Now, the big loser, of course, going around over the weekend was Josh Gordon. Uh, Josh Gordon is officially with the Patriots. Um, I don't know exactly what they traded for him or, or what they gave him to sign him. And Cleveland just released him, and he, he chose to go to the Patriots. Okay, here we go. Adam, what's up, man? What's going on, man? How you doing? Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, yeah, no, no problem. Uh, we got about 15 minutes, so um, just real quick, I pretty much had kind of just basically kind of gone over. I mean, um, it, to kind of just give you what I said is, uh, I still didn't see anything that made me believe Jimmy G. Cool isn't our franchise quarterback, although it's clear he's not playing up to the the level he was last year. And um, that the nightmare scenario I gave for the defense 
pretty much happened yesterday. We were still able to escape with a win, which is we had no pass rush. I mean, essentially Stanford had Stafford had all day to throw. That's definitely a little concerning, obviously, as far as uh, the pass rush goes. Um, you know, it was obviously good to see Buckner go ahead and getting another sack, putting him up for uh, three yeah, and a yeah, half. Yeah. But, uh, you know, as we've talked about before, DJ, you know, I'm just I'm just not quick to, you know, to have any type of worried parties quite yet, just being so early in the season. You know, you kind of put both performances, you know, together as far as the Vikings and Lions game. I think you can – still take away a lot of good, you know, essentially you choked away the first one against the Vikings by not capitalizing a big opportunity, and you almost choked it away yesterday by, it was 30-13 to 13 with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter, so uh, obviously a case of, you know, letting our foot off the gas. Yeah, I, I think when the little bit of talking that we did this um, this morning, I think we both basically agreed that's what it was. We clearly took our foot off the gas and, and, and affected it. Expected Detroit to pack in their tents and and you know with their wounds at 0 and 2 and to to Detroit's credit they didn't they they you know they didn't just pack it in after uh, Brita's touchdown. I was really impressed on. I was just kind of starting to get into the offensive line when you called. Um, big shouts to Mike Person, man. Uh, Mike Person is a man to me because uh, uh, he was clearly not 100. percent I talked to a couple people um, that were at the game yesterday, and they they said that you could tell that that clearly he he wasn't a hundred percent, but he sucked it up and played all, all all snaps yesterday. But I was really impressed on the run block, and I think that the one of the reasons that we were able to still hold on is coming out of the third quarter, you clearly see that Shanahan wanted to establish the run. And excluding the first drive, the first drive to me was kind of almost a thrown away because essentially uh, essentially, uh, DJ Reed had a a return touchdown. He just got a a face mask. I believe it was like at, at the 11 or something. About around there. Right around there, and you know, got called back and, and everything. But the first drive I walk out, but uh, I saw somewhere it was a slight advantage. Uh, more we we called more pass plays than it was like a 28 pass plays to 26 run plays, but 16 of the 26 run plays we ran were in the second half, and I think that that's. Um, I really wanted to, to, to give my props to the offensive line yesterday because I really feel that as far as the offensive unit, the O-line and, and both Brita and Morris were essentially the only ones that showed up on offense yesterday. It was, uh, yeah, it was obviously, you know, they definitely had to step it up. But I was really just about to say, as far as you made some great points about the run game, but how important is that for us? You know what I mean? Like, especially going all the way back to preseason, you kind of saw sputters there. So, once again, I'm just I'm just pretty much just taking on, I'm making a pretty much positive column of all the little things that are kind of adding up within the first kind of two weeks. And hopefully you hope, you know, the type of deal where third time's a charm and you kind of put it all together you kind of click back on all cylinders versus the Chiefs coming up. And obviously uh, getting back Marquise Goodwin and Ruben Foster, two playmakers on each side of the ball, that's definitely going to be a great boost. And uh, I think we have a shot. You know, obviously they're their favorites. Sure, I'll give them that. But uh, once again, put it all together and getting a little boost back, getting a little more healthy as well. As we know, you know, we'll get an update on Garnett and all those type of guys as far as yeah. where their health is yeah. at. Um, I'm optimistic. You know what I mean? No. Um, at the end of the day, yeah. Ended up almost, you know, kind of surrendering everything in the fourth quarter. That's pretty much what yeah. the game was at. I believe, I believe that – I mean, well, clearly the holding call and George Kittle essentially saved the game. He, you know, uh, and, and George Kittle, if, if they don't – if the Lions don't get, you know, called with the holding, you know, right there, I, I think we might have we might have been in, in trouble. And like I had said to you before – right before I think uh, the last message I sent to you before I told you to call in was um, this team had su- such little wins. I mean, do you realize this is the first time we've won in week two since 2013? 
Wow. Because 2014, uh, 2014 was the home opener at the, the, the first ever game at Levi's was week two. Oh. In 2014, right. we lost that one. 2015 was when we went to Pittsburgh and got demolished in Pittsburgh. I remember that one. 16 was, um, that was the Panthers. And then last year was, okay. was the game in Seattle. So this is essentially, uh, you know, the first time that the Niners can talk about having a win in week two in, 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 a, in a good amount of time. And so I think as you've seen that um, my biggest takeaway, if, if somebody comes to me and says, you know, Niner faithful, what's your takeaway from yesterday? I would say we're not as bad as we showed in Minnesota or, or I don't want to say as bad as Minnesota because really we played good. It's just we, we didn't execute. Right. It, it's not as bad as Minnesota looked, but it's not as, as – as, I, think, I think if you take the third quarter, I think that's where the Niners are at. I don't think we're as bad as the fourth quarter and, and, and everything would dictate – and I don't necessarily think we're as good as sometimes that we we played in Minnesota. I think that we're a team that is relatively young, and I think that's what everybody's kind of forgetting about this whole thing is that you know the five games last last year, you know did a lot for, for our confidence and, and getting to know each other and everything like that. But I think the fact that Jimmy can get in the offense, I mean, last year he admitted that there was times he botched play calls. You know, uh, there's a famous story on how his mic uh, cut out against the Jags and Jimmy Garoppolo just said, well, quarterback sneak. And it wasn't even in Kyle Shanahan's playbook. So I think now that, Jimmy's kind of having a lot thrown on his plate, you know, learning the offense, learning all these new players, uh, having to make the adjustments. And I think as far as defensive missed tackles, I think Ruben's going to fix that up. <laughs> I, oh, think yeah. that Ruben the, I think that we're having Ruben number 56 on the field is going to solve a lot of, the cleaner, a lot of uh, de- defensive deficiencies. So my um, sure. th- this week I'm really interested in um, I'm going to be doing a lot a lot of research on the keys to victory uh, this week because as as we know um, Pat Mahomes uh, that uh, he looks pretty legit bro I'm not gonna say he's a great quarterback he that's um that's pretty legit <laughs> and I'm not gonna is not going to deny that. I, but I think that offensively, I think our, our defense, our offense matches up with their defense. Or I'm, I'm sorry, vice versa. Our defense, I believe our overall speed on defense can match up pretty well. The only thing that would worry me is Tyreek Hill on, on Sherm. Because right. I think Tyreek Hill on Sherm could could cause some some serious problems. I know everybody likes that, and I need to know um, before we we go ahead and get up out of here. I just wanted to get your opinion on on one thing. Do you believe? Because it seems like there's two camps. There's a two, there, there's the camp that Sherman's a shutdown corner, and people are are showing him the respect like he's Richard Sherman of 2013. You know, and. There's the other camp that it's not so much they're not wanting to attack Sherman. They're they're just specifically going after uh, Akilah Weatherspoon. Uh, which camp are you in? Do you think they're they're more? It's more Sherman being you know Sherman or Akilah, uh, team specifically wanting to go at uh, Akilah Weatherspoon. I think that's a great question and uh, might not be the answer everyone's looking for. But obviously, I think it's a clear indication of a mixture of both. Um, as we saw yesterday, and, you know, to be noted, that's not being thrown out there a lot. Keller was dealing with an ankle injury, but so we all know, you know, at the yeah. end of the day, once you're out there, hey, we're going to kind of hold you, you know, to a little higher of a standard, you know, obviously because we're pretty, pretty, pretty high on him, and obviously he's a great young corner in my own personal opinion, 
And you'll, and you'll see him, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. As, as the season goes on, come on a little more. Well, also, what I, I think is, is I think that I'm more – I'll agree with you that it's both. Sure. Okay, yeah, at the end of the day, is it – I don't think – I think it's – I'm going to say my mix, my both, but my mixture of both might be a little different with your, than yours. My mixture of both is that Richard Sherman at 80%, let's just say, of what he used to be, or 75%, right. is still a fucking good corner. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, that's still a really solid corner. At, right. at, you know, you even know Richard Sherman out there at 75%. At 75%, sure. I mean, that's, that's a damn good corner. And so... I agree. And I think just whether it was matchup-based, whether it was um, the ankle was, you know, maybe a little bit more serious than, you know, is being led on because I had heard about it, but yeah, I had, I hadn't really, you know, heard anything that it might hinder him. I just kind of knew that he was dealing with an ankle. So right. I, I think hey, that. Sorry to cut you off there. It's to be noted, he didn't play. The, Jimmy Ward got the last 12 out of the 15 defensive snaps. So, obviously, it was kind of enough where I don't think it was like, hey, you're doing sorry, you're getting benched. It's like, hey, you know, obviously, he wasn't clear 100%. Let's give Jimmy a shot type of a deal. Uh, type of a deal. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, th- th- thank you for bringing that up. That, that, that's why you're a great co-host, bro. Um, thanks for bringing that up. That is to be noted. Big Colbert. Um, I can't help but curious. think Colbert's going to be very important next week. You, you, you know what? See, the, that's the thing that talent-wise, talent, you know, if you just look on paper, I think that we have – like, I, I don't see, you know, Patrick Mahomes throwing six touchdown passes against us next week. You know, no. what worries me the most is clearly there are communication issues on the defense in the secondary. There's, right. I want to say, at least three instances of what was described and what I basically thought as well as blown coverages and just people not sure. knowing where people are supposed to be. And that's what scares me about Kansas City next week is that, right. you know, they're, they're a good team. You know, they're going to score their points. They're going to get their yards. You know, Tyreek Hill might have a 70-yard touchdown pass and everything like that. But we cannot go into minutes. We both agree that hey, happy. I'm pretty sure we were both in the agreement that one and one going into week three sounded about right. You know, I'm not, I don't think neither one of us would have been surprised if we would have been 2-0. But I think – I think uh, both of us would agree going going one and one into Kansas City was a logical, you know, expectation for this team. For sure. So, what what definitely scares me is that that, that that's far too. We cannot play like we did the last two weeks and think that we're going to be in this football game. Right. I think that's if we play like we right do the last, if we play like we do. The last two weeks, I think it's going to get ugly. Right, because what's been the storyline of the last two weeks is the 49ers haven't played four quarters of good football. Four quarters, though. You know, and that's what I'm hoping third time's a charm. Yeah, definitely, most definitely. Um, Most definitely. That's a a team game, execute on all three. all three uh, phases of the game, and to me, I think I'll, like I'll, I'll completely agree with you when I say Adrian Colbert's going to be key. You know that um, obviously they're going to, I would assume, shade him more towards Tyreek Hill's side. You know that that's what, how I would do it. I would right. not necessarily just straight double cover him, but have Adrian Colbert shaded towards that side, and. Right. Um, I think we need to steal possessions. I think that if in order to keep up, oh yeah, 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 I got it. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and um, 
to keep up, I'm pretty sure that we're we're gonna have to get a turnover or two because um they're gonna score their points. And although I anticipate us playing better on offensive offense, I don't think that we're um quite at the point where we can get into shootout with some teams and hope to come out on top. Not with not with uh, Marquise, not a hundred percent, and and uh, because I, I think that what people need to hold on to is the fact is just because Marquise plays next week, let's not pretend that he's a hundred percent. That's just basically, hey, we need you out there. You're clearly our our uh, our offense isn't to the level that it needs to be without Marquise Goodwin. Because I think we held the him thing, off yesterday to try to ensure him to be as close as possible to 100% for the Chiefs. Um, I think that's what went into it kind of yesterday, my opinion. I think he could have been able to play, but I think the 49ers know how important the game is versus the Chiefs where it's like, you know what, we're kind of – I mean, it was kind of a gamble if you think about it, kind of pretty ballsy actually where, uh, you know, Shanahan pretty much, you know, decided he had enough faith in his guys without Goodwin, but Goodwin has to be – and I think he will be 90-plus percent going against the Chiefs, and I think yeah. that's why he was held out yesterday. Yeah, opinion, I, I would opinion, totally of that. Yeah, because, um, like I said uh, to you, I went ahead and went to the Marriott, to, and which is the hotel that the players stay at. Um, we went ahead and, and, and went out to the bar uh, to have a couple of drinks there Saturday night, and uh, we happened to bump into a couple of Couple of players, Trent Taylor's awesome, really chill dude. Like, took pictures with all of us. You know, stayed outside and, and talked to us for about a good, a good ten minutes. So he was, nice. he was a really chill dude. But um, when we seen Marquise, Marquise did not look like he was happy at all. He did not look like he was <laughs> enthusiastic about meeting fans and everything like that. And somebody happened to lean into me and say, I think. I think he told them that they could he could go, and I think he's pissed because they told him no. I, I right. so I Something do believe that I would if 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 that um if if, if that's true, what you're saying is correct, and I believe that's a, a very good possibility. I, I think you're right. But all right, unfortunately, um, we're out of time. I'll go ahead and uh, text you in a couple minutes, bro. Um, I, I got some uh, thing I wanted to holler at you about. But um, thanks for coming on this week, bro. Sounds great, my man. Thanks for having me on. I'll talk to you soon. No problem. No problem. Go yep, Niners. Yep, yep. Beat the... Go, go Niners. Beat the Chiefs. All right, y'all. Um, I shall see y'all next week. Um, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Sorry that wasn't the world's greatest show. Apparently my phone sucks and wasn't sending text messages to people. But um, all right, I shall see y'all next week. Till then, I was going to say peace, love, and happiness. Go Niners.